everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon, and I got Brett and Kyle here with me. And although we have taken a couple weeks off on the Sunday sermons in our series of Standing Strong, we wanted to continue to talk about Standing Strong on the podcast. So one of the things that kind of came up this past week uh, as I was thinking about it was I was listening to a podcast, and the, the topic of holiness came up. And how God wants us to be holy, not just to be good. So I thought that would be something that we could talk about today. Because in order for us to be holy, if the world is not holy, there's an aspect of us having to stand strong to stand in holiness. And so I thought that would be a good fit in our series. And we could talk a little bit about holiness today. So as I was doing some research and looking into things, uh, one of the things that came up was I found a parallel about what the Bible says uh, in regards to holiness in Exodus 19 and 1 Peter chapter 2. And one of them is from the Old Testament before the Ten Commandments were even given, and one of them was in the New Testament after Jesus was raised. And uh, so I thought it was kind of cool, and I thought we could dive in a little bit. Shout out to Dale for always wanting us to put some scripture in this podcast. So we are going to dive into some scripture today. So if we look at Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, it says this, Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. And so this is what God is telling to Moses right before he gives the Ten Commandments, which is his covenant, right? So he says, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant, which is the Ten Commandments, then you will be a royal priesthood and a holy nation. So he's like calling out their future identity, right? Yeah. Or he's trying to. Yeah, so he's trying to point them in the direction of who his intention for them is to be, right? His intention for the people of Israel is to be a priesthood, right? To represent God to the people Mm -hmm. and be a holy nation. And uh, in this ref, in this And just in language, Mm -hmm. holiness, a lot of times, I think Kyle was mentioning earlier as we were prepping, a lot of times people think of holiness as perfection. Mm. (laughs) You want me to expand on that? Yeah, I I was thinking (laughs) you were going to expand on it, and then you just kind of looked at me. (laughs) Yeah, yes, expand on it. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes I I hear the word holy, and, you know, it brings up, like, um, holier than thou, you know, like comments that people make where, when you say you're you're trying to be holy, it's like you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to be better than me. You're trying to, and it's more about what your actions are, and it's about your. Really, I think it ties in with more selfish motives and things like that. But I think you know what we're going to talk about today is a, a different aspect. But um, yeah, hearing that word sometimes I, I don't say I get triggered, but it, it it definitely takes on a different connotation from like past experience. Mm. Yeah, I, I think even when you describe certain people, it, it paints a picture um, that's filled with assumption. And even um, I think it, it reflects in in a, in a personal way when you talk about holy and kind of what you personally view it as mm-hmm. um, instead of more like maybe objectively what uh, the Bible or or how Jesus would describe it. Like I, rem- I know in, in school, you, you would kind of joke with people about like, oh, 
is that is that person dating someone or is like oh no they're too holy <laughs> right, so you, you, you cast this like <laughs> almost like this um characterization or almost like they fit into this mold mm. but it's like who's who's eyes is the holiness under mm. right is it my own eyes that i'm casting them under and in some ways being sarcastic or even maybe taking a dig at them right something maybe i'm jealous of or maybe i know you know it, mm-hmm. it's a reflection of my own heart too mm-hmm. right and so i could see how you're saying um not getting triggered but just in in our in our human understanding or in our experiences with that it could be very different yeah i mean you could if somebody says oh man you're you're so holy that could be is that a compliment? Is that a dig? I mean, what, where, where are you coming at yeah. uh, from? Yeah, so a lot of times when we think of the word holy, that those are the kind of some of the assumptions or the things that come to mind. Uh, but in this instance, when uh, God is talking to Moses, what he, really what he's referring to is he wants the people of Israel to be set apart for him. Mm-hmm. And holiness, that's really what it means. Holy means to be set apart, right? So in this instance, to be set apart for God. Right. And so as the people keep the covenant, right? And so for God to put out the Ten Commandments, that means that there were probably a lot of people in the world that were living outside of that. Mm. Right. And so he's giving them these instructions that will if they keep this covenant, that is what just gonna show the world that they are set apart for God, for Yahweh God. Right. And not just a part of living for all the pagan gods or all the other things mm-hmm. that are out yeah, out in the world. But the interesting thing and the really cool thing is that uh, as we look throughout the Bible, what do we see? We see them not keeping the covenant a, a lot, right? We see lots of times where people fail, right? Even King David, one of the most highly regarded kings of his time, he had moral failings, right? He right. committed adultery. Right. He committed murder, right? He, after he commits adultery, he makes it worse by committing murder, right? And so we see throughout uh, the rest of the Old Testament and throughout the Bible, we see the failings and the shortcomings of Israel in their attempts to be a holy nation, mm. right? And so it's interesting because if we look at the parallel passage in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says this, and this is 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You have not rec- you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So it's interesting because in the There's like a change of tense there, right? Yeah, in in Exodus, he says this is who you're going to be, and in First Peter, this is says it says this says this is who you are. Mm. You already are these this right, and so it's kind of interesting because, well, what happened in between? Mm. A lot of failing on the behalf of Israel, but really the the main thing is Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus came and then he died and then he was raised from the dead. And that was the fulfillment of the covenant that God gave to Moses back in Exodus chapter 20. Jesus was the fulfillment of the covenant. It wasn't what we did. It was what Jesus did for us. And so that's what kind of makes this parallel work Mm -hmm. where in the Old Testament, he's saying, this is who you will be. But in the New Testament, he's saying, this is who you already are. I, I don't know about you guys, but do you see yourself as holy? Because I, you know, I, I, I kind of think of the, 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 
I guess the, the way you look at it is, you know, God sees us through Jesus, through his blood. So he sees us as perfect and holy and blameless. But I'm like, I don't feel that way all the time, right? So yeah, for it's sure. uh, it's one of those, it's in- interesting that God sees us that way, but yet we aren't that way all the time. Um, but it, for me, then it makes me want to strive, to not strive for my effort, but I, I want to become who God sees me uh, already as he sees me as perfect. But um, it, that's one of those interesting things that in the Bible it says we already are. It says you are mm-hmm. holy, you are a priesthood. It's like, man, I don't always feel like that. But God sees us that way regardless of our shortcomings and our slip-ups. Yeah, if I were to answer you, I would tell you I, I don't I don't think I would off the bat say, yeah, I see myself as holy. I, like, I've had a holy moment before maybe. <laughs> yeah, or, or <laughs> experience different things. But yeah. just in general, I yeah. wouldn't necessarily categorize myself that way. I think, I mean, my thoughts are swirling because I, I even had a conversation with my dad before about mm. like, Oh, some dawn wisdom. I love it. Let's go. Well, being like, I was wrestling with faith and life and kind of like, at a certain point, is this all that it is? Mm. Like, being a Christian and what I felt like was being a Christian and being, I think even it it refers to our topic today of like being good. Mm. Like, is that all that it is? Mm. Like, it, and I even wrestled with like, what if it's like not real? Like, what if these things that were, were, I'm not doing this because these are my beliefs or I shouldn't do this or mm-hmm. I should agree with, with this statement or these things. Or I should stand on quote unquote this side or, or whatever it may be in life. It's like, well, this Christian ideals were, was guiding me, but I was like, what if it's not even like real? Mm-hmm. Like this goodness that we're we're striving for we're trying to like what if it's not all that it's made out to be and I asked my dad and he was I think a little bit of annoyed of me because I was kind of just <laughs> badgering the point of of essentially trying to take down what like why why you believe like the purpose of it and his answer I don't think I understood it at the time Mm. um but he 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 in turn asked me well is it better is it better for you to have this thing he said whatever you're describing to follow that 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 um is making you like a good person Mm -hmm. or is it or would it be better for you to just do whatever and at first i was like i mean well, okay, without getting into a, such a long story, but <laughs> I, I I was at first saying, like, I kind of just brushed it off. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why this story and um, I, idea of being good came to mind when you brought this up is because I, I do feel like um, after, after maturing a little bit and um, listening to some of my parents' wisdom and wrestling with a lot of my own personal things, I think the, the holiness that we're talking about, that's setting apart it gives the purpose mm. for us mm. to not just do be good mm. because when I think about it, I know a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that I would consider good, but I don't know if I would consider them holy or set apart as, as we're, we're, we're discussing. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, then that to me in my mindset, you know, goes to the, 
the foresight of, okay, well, what about heaven then? Mm. Right. Do just good people get to go to heaven? And, and that's something that I know me and my family have had to wrestle with. Um, and so in now where I'm at my understanding, even though sometimes I still wrestle with certain things and, um, you know, have to lean on faith and, and not necessarily going to understand everything is the, the things that God is calling to us and the ways that we're able to be holy. Like that's the, the purpose mm-hmm. because like from a standalone value, all people, if we are all created equally, we all have the opportunity to be good, right? We all have this baseline where, yeah, we're, we have our faults, we have our experiences, but the thing that makes us as believers different is, is Christ Jesus, right? Mm. And so looking at that as the purpose instead of our actions, just trying to be good or, or whatever, or whatever it might be. It's like, well, sometimes it's not about just being good, but more about your focus on. And I, that's why I love our, our church's mission is who we've been created and called to be. Mm. Because even in the world's eyes, what is good might not actually be that good. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, sorry, that was a long story, but it just, all these thoughts were swirling when you guys were t- starting talking about these things. And I remember having that conversation with my dad and, um, I'm in a different place now, so I can kind of look well, back. You were having your Ecclesiastes moment where uh, everything is meaningless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meaningless, meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? This is like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, just Jesus, just come back already. This is, <laughs> this is pointless. <laughs> I think for me, this is where uh, I'm very thankful for spiritual legacy that I've been left with from uh, my grandparents and my parents, uh, because I think, well, at first, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it the way that I appreciate it now, because Mm. I think when I was younger, I just felt like there was a lot of pressure, right? Like, so my grandfather was a pastor at Guardian of Valley Baptist Church, and so I always felt like pressure. I have to live up to that. I have to live up to that, and it felt like I it's too much for me. Mm. I'm not, I'm not good enough to, to live up to that. So there were times where I try to rebel or do my own thing or do it, you know, do something different. But whenever I would try to do something different, it, it didn't feel right. Mm. It's like this, there's something that doesn't, it feels like I'm trying hard to not be who I am. Mm. And so it, it, it was just a weird experience because you know, like I'd cuss and I'd say, that didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Or like, mm. it didn't feel right coming out of my mouth. <laughs> or, you know, just stuff like that. And it was like, why did, why does that not feel right? And it's like, oh, well, maybe it's because that's not really who I am. And I'm trying to be something different because I feel like the pressure is too, too much. Mm-hmm. And so for me now, it's looking back, it's like, wow, I'm very thankful for the spiritual legacy that they've given me where some of those things aren't temptations or they're not, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to mm. do something that's wrong. Cuz you know there's people in the world where doing the wrong thing feels good or feels right and it's like so for me there's times where it's like oh no that doesn't feel right. There's something that feels wrong. And so in that way I do feel like there has been something that has been passed down to me where it feels like I'm already set apart. Mm. And so when before also the under the thought the thought of holiness as perfection mm. it was like oh well i'm never going to attain that mm-hmm. but then when researching and looking into what holiness actually is and it's like being set apart for god it's like oh i can experience that mm-hmm. that is something i can experience and 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 i understand what that 
feels like or looks like. And so, yeah, I, I'm so thankful for uh, my grandparents and my parents and their faith and their wanting to pass that down to me. And hopefully I'm able to pass it down to my kids too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just hear, hearing you share that, just, it really shows how it ties in uh, with our, our, our church sermon series of standing strong, right? It's, um, it, it takes effort. It takes willpower. It takes um, standing out from the crowd and those kind of things. And you have, we all have choices whether we want to do that or not. And, um, I think we were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording just about the difference between good and, um, holy or being set apart and good is okay. And even in our society, sometimes good can actually be a step above, right? Like just mm-hmm. getting to that place these days, it seems like that's, that's not that common. Whereas I think, <laughs> you know, a couple of generations before it, pretty much society itself was good. Yeah. When you, when you say, oh, that, that, that person's a really good person. Like yeah. that person's a good person. It's like, well, what about Everybody else, is everybody else just not good people? <laughs> but it's just like as a as a society, our our morals have slipped. So like they they st- even mm. just being like what used to be just a normal good person actually stands out now. But that's not even what we're called. We're actually mm. called to be even more than that, and that takes even more pressure to stand out and to be um, set apart. So, um, but I, I I know I d- I did bring up to you, Damon, earlier about there's still kind of two different. Um, things uh, or aspects it's for believers and for non-believers too. There's there's kind of a different way you look at what, what holiness is. So maybe you could uh, jump into that a little bit. <laughs> I'm having a brain fart on what we talked about earlier with that one. Um, I think, I kind of think what we were talking about in terms of that is um, for people, right? If we're looking at good as being the goal, mm. right? You we can be good on our own. Like mm. People can can genuinely be good on our own. But in order for us to be holy, that's not something that we can do on our own, right? And so for us, if you're, if we recognize that being holy is God's desire for all people to be set apart for him, then there's different obstacles for us, right? So if you're a non-believer and recognizing that we can't be holy on our own, well, that, that's an obstacle. You can't do it on your own. You need something else. You need someone else, actually. You need Jesus, right? So the obstacle for a non-believer to being holy is, well, they need to receive the Lord. They need mm-hmm. to receive Jesus and his His gift for us. But for a believer, there's still obstacles for believers to, to actually experiencing that holiness because it, it's so easy and the world is so uh, trying to get people to the, to conform to it that it's easy for people as believers to look just like the rest of the world mm. right and that's not what god is calling us to god is calling us to be set apart and to so to be set apart means we have to not conform to the world mm-hmm. right kind of like the romans 12 passage that we've talked about before it's where god god is talking to us to say you know do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind right and so God wants this transformation that makes us so that we stand apart, which is being holy, mm-hmm. right? And so that is really what God wants for us and for all people is to be set apart for him. But there's obstacles for non-believers and there's also obstacles for believers because the world had, the the pull of the world is so strong. Yeah, because what we were talking about before too on uh, in alignment with that is 
the whole salvation thing. Because, yeah, there's the salvation issue for non-believers. Once, but once you're saved, then you have another set of choices. Like, I'm saved. Am I just going to skate along and just try to get to heaven? And that's that my, my only goal? Or do I actually want what God has for me while I'm uh, living on earth? And so then it's, an, it's another set of choices. It's, yeah, do I want, do I want more? Yeah, and it's so easy for us just to be com- complacent, right? And that's mm-hmm. something that uh, the way that the world is trying to paint even things that are good, right? Like my life can be good, but really that can just lead to complacency at times, really. And then when we're complacent, then we're just conforming to what the rest of the world is doing and not being set apart. And so really for us, what we're trying to get across on this episode is that God wants more for us than just good, right? For He wants us to be set apart for him. And in order for us to experience that, there might be some choices that we need to make, some ways that we might need to kind of level up our, our, our walks for us to experience uh, his holiness. I I think we're ready for a behind enemy lines segment. So I think we should, I think we should play that. This was unscripted. I know. So the, I, when I when you Damon said that, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think one of the, the enemy's biggest things for us in pursuing holiness is uh, convenience mm. and, comf- and comfort. So like when you were just talking right now, I was like, yeah, like that, that kind of ties in with that. For me, that, that's what brought uh, got brought up. And so I, I see that in our society, like just con- things that are convenient, makes things simpler, makes things, and we're used to doing that with technology in a lot of areas. And a lot of those are really good, but then I think that also filters over into our spiritual life where, well, let's just do it the easy way. Let's let's take the easy route and let's mature and become, quote unquote, disciples the easy way. But really to get to that uh, that point of holiness or being set apart, it, it doesn't come easy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that you've, had experiences like that, Brett, where the, it's really the hard things that actually put you on that path versus the the, the easy choices. Yeah, I, I think a couple of things that's, that stand out is when, when you earlier said it takes effort and then the, with the convenience thing, I think one way the enemy um, kind of tries to undercut us too is, is with us being convenient and whatever, I think we get like lazy is, is getting comfortable mm-hmm. and it's not even just a laziness of like doing chores per se, because <laughs> I think we all feel that sometimes, <laughs> but it's even like a laziness that makes our will weak. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I, I used to be very, uh, my, my, I didn't have a strong routine. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe my parents would call me lazy sometimes or, <laughs> Um, I would just have sporadic uh, responsibility behavior. <laughs> but I, I, I noticed how, yeah, if you're just looking for what's the most convenient for you, if you're just waiting for a quote-unquote better opportunity, if you're just going to chill because something takes too much effort, it's mm-hmm. too hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that moment, maybe it's like, well, I'll just do it next time. Yeah. But then the next time, it's going to be harder to do any of those things, <laughs> right? And so then we just... Like, I don't want to mow the lawn. It's too hot today. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next day, who like, it could be hot the next week, and then it's already taller, and there's more more weeds to pull, and there's more, right? So it's this laziness that in the moment, it may feel pleasing, and but I think in the long run, it weakens our will to 
be able to stand up for things, to make choices that the enemy may be using to, to keep us down. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, there was a season where I had to really work on my will to push through things because otherwise I'm just a potato. I'm just, you know, a couch potato. I'm just a no benefit to society. I'm just, just there. You're existing. You're not living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, as much as we want to be in God's will and we want him to work, I, I think the enemy weakens our will. And so then we're not able to stand for things. We're not able to um, pick things that, that we know sets us apart. We're not able to um, make decisions that require a level of perseverance, resiliency, all of those things. He just undercuts it. And then now we're just easy to be attacked. We're vulnerable for whatever it might be, right? And And... It's like reading your Bible, right? Mm-hmm. The discipline to read your Bible every day. Okay, yeah, you might be like, okay, God, give me the strength and the energy to read my Bible. You still got to open those pages, dedicate a time, wake right. up, whatever it is, and have the will to, I'm going to do right. this, right? And I think that's something that the enemy easily attacks in different ways. And then pretty soon we're like, I don't remember the last time I read my Bible, or I don't know the last time I sat down for a quiet time. And maybe, you know, yeah, busyness, laziness, all of those different things um, become those inconveniences for us that the enemy could could use against us. And sometimes I think we don't even recognize. I mean, to go on a different path than that is, yeah, maybe you do get your will uh, established and you're doing really good, but then the enemy is really sneaky too. He could be like, start trying to insert pride and mm. you know that oh yeah you're you're really good you're good at doing that it's all about you and so then we can go the opposite the opposite take something that yeah we actually need and then so i think sometimes there's that balance of mm. you know we hear about oh yeah, i need to strengthen my will but yet we're also trying to fight against performance and mm-hmm. striving so it is it's that kind of balance and blend in the middle i'm laughing because both of you guys are bringing up very different pictures in my mind of like, it's a seesaw. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to respond to Brett and then Kyle says like, Oh, I have something. Else. Uh, okay. So, so I guess we'll start with, I want to respond to Brett. Um, you're, as you were talking, really a clear picture came to mind of the movie Wally. And so if you haven't seen the movie Wally, it's a movie about this little robot that finds out that he's built for something more and he finds something alive and he's supposed he, I don't know. It's a, kind of a weird movie to kind of yeah. describe. Yeah. But he's this little robot. And then really they find out that what happened was all the people left Earth because Earth was getting trashed. And so they left Earth in this spaceship and they were going to come back when things got cleaned up. And so he was the robot that was supposed to clean everything up. So, But when they left Earth, there was all this technology and they were in the spaceship that did everything for them, right? So uh, everything that they wanted to eat, they had, were easy access to. They were sitting in these chairs that took them from place to place. They never had to get up and move and everybody ended. It was the most convenient thing ever. Like anything they wanted to watch was there was a screen right in front of them. Everything, everything was right at their, their fingertips. And what ended up happening is they all just got fat and everybody looked the same. And you know, they later they were trying to walk around. They could barely walk two feet without getting super tired. And it was like, Oh, that, it was interesting because kind of the main vi- villain bad guy of this movie was the computer ship of the ship that was in control of everything and wanted everything to stay the same. Mm. 
But because of that, they were very easy con- to control because their will was gone. Mm. So that can be another thing that the enemy is trying to do is to show us so much convenience that we don't even know that we're under his control, that the things that he's doing are actually in control of what we're doing. Mm. So part of that in a, for us to stand strong is that we need to make choices that will help to build and strengthen our will mm-hmm. so that we can make choices to continue to stand against him. And then, Kyle, as you were talking, wait, what were you talking about? The opposite side of it. Oh, the opposite side. If it side. goes too far. Yeah, yeah. If it goes too far, that, that brought to mind the, the, the story that we n- commonly know as the prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. But in the Bible, if you look at your Bible, a lot of times that the heading on that is the, the lost son, mm-hmm. right? And really, it's there's two. Jesus starts the story by saying there were two sons, mm-hmm. right? And both of them were lost, right? It wasn't just the younger son who left, but the older son, he was lost as well. And he was lost because he was trying to earn everything on his own. He was trying to do everything on his own. And he missed out on what was really important was relationship with the father. Right. And so that's kind of what we're talking about in this, this dialogue that we're having today is we want, God wants us to be set apart for him. He wants to have relationship with us. He wants us to be set apart for him. And the enemy can use both sides to take us away from that. He can use laziness and wild living to take us away from that. He can also use our striving and work ethic and things like that to take us away from the Father. Mm. And so really we want to recognize that and say, enemy, you can't have control here. We want to be set apart for the Lord. We're going to be lazy and work hard. What you gonna, <laughs> what you going to do now? <laughs> No, the the whole the whole uh, concept or the topic of the will is interesting because we we like to keep it real on this show, right? Yeah. So, I I don't know. I think it was something with one of those podcasts on fasting or something that we listened to recently. Um, so I think we're, we're, we're there's a really good podcast out right now. It's they're in the middle of a season of fasting. It's called the Rule of Life podcast by John Mark Comer, and it's. It's it's really yeah, good. It is really good. I haven't listened to all of them, but there was one I listened to, and it kind of convicted me a little bit about my will. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have that <laughs> strong will to w- desire to fast. But I said, you know, I can make a I can make a start. So confession here: when my kids go to bed in our house, it's snack time. Nice, <laughs> dad <laughs> privileges. Oh, totally. And then it, my kid, I, I bust out the chips or something, and the kids are like, "Oh, we just brushed our teeth." Well, I'm like, "Well, too bad. It's <laughs> I, I haven't brushed my teeth yet." But I'll I'll sit there and you know watch TV. I'll read something, but I'll snack, and I'm like, oh, I just have no will to not. It just it's enjoyable. I could just mm-hmm. have like. It makes me happy, right? <laughs> but I'm like, I know it's not good for me to do it that much either. So the last, I don't know, four or five days, I haven't done it. Nice. And I know. And then I said it in front of Mimo, and she goes, I said, yeah, I got, I'm not eating that night. And she goes, well, yeah, right. And I said, no, it's, seriously, it's been like four or five days. But then, I, you know, I woke up like more hungry this morning because I didn't have like more food, you know, f- like after dinner, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm seeing that my body is reacting differently because I'm not getting that, but, but it feels good. At the same time, I feel better about it. Mm. Um, I think in my, um, not my ego, but like, I feel better that I'm actually uh, exerting my will, but I think, you know, physiologically, I'm not feeling the benefits of it yet, but, and Mm. like, 
I, I can do this, but it's it's so much easier just to go that way because ah, you deserve it. It's fun and and you know, a, a long day today. Go go treat yourself. And not that I not that I can't do that, but it became like. I, I couldn't not do it, right? It was like, I'm not, I, I, there's times, okay, confession, confession number two. I mean, I've had times where I'm not even hungry, but I just feel like I just want to eat because it's just something, because it's more of like what I do when I'm sitting on the couch now. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, okay, that's not good. But, uh, but I know that, but that parallel with the will, it's not, it's not like you can just all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to be a strong will today. Mm. It's like, it's the little steps and it's like, it's, it's little steps, but it's also like uh, making a commitment to do something. Yeah. One of the things on that podcast that they were talking about in terms of fasting is that, you know, some of the church fathers, they talked about fasting in terms of, you know, we strengthen our will in the licit pleasures of this world so that we'll be ready for the illicit ones. Mm -hmm. Right. So if people are struggling with, you know, bigger issues, Maybe sometimes it's better just to strengthen your will by trying to do some some of the easier stuff, like not 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 snacking after <laughs> bedtime, <laughs> you know. And then th- how that can strengthen our will to for when the enemy comes to tempt us with, you know, bigger deals, bigger issues. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, just to me it highlights just our wills are really where the where the the match takes place, mm. right? That's really what it comes down to because physical things and you know the other. The other stuff I think usually you can work around, but it starts with the will. That That's where you have to make your game plan. Yeah, and I think through that, I've learned to, I've been learning to invite God into those areas because sometimes I think like I just got to power through it, mm. right? And I think that's where you're talking about the unhealthy words. Okay, now it's about me yeah. and my performance and my ability. And in some areas, I, I possess the ability to be really strong-willed. Mm-hmm. I mean, in other areas, it, it's a lot more difficult. But in both areas, I, I've tried to be more patient in kind of asking God, like, is this the thing that I need to stand up for? Is this the thing I need to be doing? Um, obviously, something like snacks, I might not ask God right away. <laughs> <laughs> but when it becomes a habit or something like that, right. it's like, is this something that I need to stop? Or is this something that I'm doing overboard? Am I... Or I even ask, I mean, I have other people around me to check me, like my wife. All right, am I being too crazy or am I being too OCD or whatever it is yeah. about this too absolute? And it's becoming more of of me. Um, and, and so I guess to say that to the listeners is just, you know, we talked about one side and I think it's easy to relate in, in, in some ways. And then we talked about the other side and it's like, well, okay, if it's just a seesaw, like how do we find that happy medium, right? And I think it, it goes back to rem- remembering what, what, what Damon said is it being set apart for God. And so the ways that we are strengthening our will, is that for God? Or are you just doing it because you want to A, B, C, and D, right? right? Or, oh, I think actually my will is too strong. So I'm just going to be, I need to just like loosen up and just do with whatever. But it's like, okay, I don't know if that's necessarily what God wants you to do either. And so are you setting apart the ways that you're looking at these things for God and and we could all be a little bit holy. Okay, confession number three. (laughs) I think Kyle needs his own button, maybe. (laughs) Kyle confessions. Maybe this episode needs to be called confessions. Yes. (laughs) 
No, so when <laughs> when this when this this recent thing on fasting got released, and Mimo and Damon actually listened to the first episode, and they were like chatting. I was on the chat thread, and they were chatting like crazy, and I'm like, I hadn't listened to it. And I'm like, I don't even want to listen to it. I don't want to fast. Get out of my headspace. Leave my stomach alone. But then I <laughs> I listened to the the second one. It actually was super good. But that I think that's actually what convicted me to start uh, to stop snacking because it's like. Oh, I I don't even want to fast because I have my own issues with, like, getting my comfort from food. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I feel actually like God's trying is calling me toward too fast, but I'm not ready for it yet. Because mm. I I could, I could no I mean sir, I I could just go do it, but I wouldn't get anything out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I actually need to do it from a, the right place because it's otherwise it's just a task, right? I'm not doing it for the right purpose. But I feel like he's, but it's kind of like that baby step we were talking about. It's like, okay, just start with this. And so I, f- I just feel like he nudged me to just do that. And I need to do it for long enough or whatever. But I feel like it's a stepping stone to, for him to break whatever so I can actually engage with him and the benefits of fasting. I think some of the stuff they, they share is really powerful, but I'm like, I'm not there. I, I need I need to like prepare myself for it, so. Yeah, it's interesting when they share some of the benefits of fasting too. It's like, oh, it's easy to go to that place of, oh, I'm doing this to receive the benefits of fasting. Some of them are regarding like health, physical health, right. not not necessarily spiritual health, but physical health, the benefits of fasting. You know, uh, I don't I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna confess, join you in the confession. Yeah, come on, Brett, bring it. <laughs> and I'm I'm not fasting, but I decided to change my diet too. And, and I think that rubbed off on me. I, I know the last couple of weeks <laughs> I've been like eating around. I'm like, man, Brett's got willpower. I, yeah, no. Well, you've also been exercising like a maniac. So, <laughs> well, okay. So that's where I, it's funny. I think from, from the other angle in, in my thing, I was like more concerned with like, dude, I'm starting to get like a dad bod and I'm not a dad and just like getting more self-conscious about things and not feeling just overall, like kind of like, I don't know, just not good, sluggish. sluggish and just like, yeah, running around a little bit. I'm like, I'm already winded and <laughs> things of that nature. And, um, also my dad is like a lot older than me and was in like way better shape <laughs> than I was. And so he'd be able to dig me with that every time. No, but, um, I, yeah, decided to, I like you at night, <laughs> I could eat ice cream every night. Oh, every, that's a gohada staple. Yeah, every cream. single night, eat snacks. I, I love snacking, and I felt like, you know what? Like, if I really want to do this and get healthier, what are the choices that I need mm. to make, right? And so I talked to some of my friends who are more intense into it and into fitness, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be that extreme. But it was difficult to make those changes. And then I can be very extreme where it's like, okay, mm. I'm just not going to eat any sugar then, mm. right? And it's almost like now it, it becomes a more just a self-will thing. Am I willing myself through this? And so very thankful for my wife. She was like, I think it's okay if you, right? Not just moderation, but just like if you have it every once in a while, it's not going to kill you where like there's just this weird thing in me where I'm like, but I know I've done it once. I, sh- I was not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was not going to do it, right? Yeah. But um, I, I think through this process, as much as I have been doing it for just my overall physical health, I've seen how it's helped me mentally and emotionally and just energy level, but also, um, I think receiving more of like 
the way that God wants me to take care of myself is something that I never really looked at before. Like, I think people joke around with that Bible verse of like, your body is a temple, right? Like, what are you doing with it? And it's like, I mean, before it'd just be like, all right, whatever. But <laughs> just understanding the things that like God does have for me and for a lot of people in our life and my health and, and spiritual health and physical health does play a part into, into those things. And so it's understanding that I'm not just doing it to try to get a six pack, even though I don't think I'll ever get there or, <laughs> or just to, to have big muscles, but, um, that's just a bonus if I can. <laughs> um, but it, it's more like, yeah, loving myself the way that God would want me to. And so I still, I've eaten ice cream a couple of times, but I haven't, is that, it hasn't been an every night thing. And yeah, so there's my confession, Kyle. I'm all right, right there. I'm right, right there with you in, in building that and learning and having to sacrifice uh, some. Shoot. If if I did the grocery shopping, I'd be in much worse shape. <laughs> At least we don't have that much bad stuff in the house. I'm snacking on almonds. I'm snacking. I mean, just yeah, anyways. Okay, so yeah, this episode has gone a, a little bit different direction. Yeah. What do you got? No, uh, I was just going to agree with you that. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to share something else. No, no, no. That was that was my last confession for this. <laughs> All right. I think we I think we need a future confession button. I think we need that. That would be uh, fun. Some music. That'd and be fun. I'm trying to give Damon some time here, some headspace to how to how to wrap this up because it's kind of gone uh, all over. So uh, Damon's really good at pulling different fragments together and coming up with a theme. So right now I can tell his wheels are spinning <laughs> and I'm giving him a few more seconds and then no, I, I thought you were going to say you're giving me some time to think of my own confession. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh no, that, but we're running out of time. That's we're our, running out of time. That, that's our whole next episode. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so for this episode, we started off by talking about uh, how God has a desire for all of his people, all of his creation to be set apart for him. You know, and we talked a lot about different ways for us that we can do that, whether it's making choices that are for him we talked about some of the different types of choices that we could make, like kind of sacrificing food or, you know, making choices to fast so that we can be set apart for him. But really that's kind of the goal for us is God wants us to be holy, right? And not just good. He doesn't want us to just settle for good, but he wants us to be holy. And he wants that for everyone, whether, you know, it's the person on the street or it's our brother or sister. He wants all of us to be holy and so for those that are non-believers, in order for us to be holy or in order for you to be holy, you need to receive the Lord. You need to receive Jesus. For uh, those of us that are believers, some of it now comes down to what are we going to choose? Are we going to choose our comfort? Are we going to choose our achievements? Or are we going to choose to rest in the Lord? Right. And when we are able to do that and come into alignment with him, then that's when we're going to really be able to experience the life that he has for us and not just existing mm. just like the rest of the world. And so God wants us to experience life and life to the full. And part of that is, is, is holiness. So I, I think for the listeners, as this show wraps up and you know, it turns itself off. Um, I think God wants you to wrestle with what's one area of your will that's, that he wants you to address mm. something that he wants you to do to take a, sm a step. Maybe it's a small step. Maybe it's just uh, even just coming up with a game plan. But I think we all have our, our areas of our will that are, are weak uh, mm. at different times in different seasons of our life. So, um, you know, we want this, we want this show to be challenging. We want it to be 
helping you to, you know, become all you're created and called to be, right, Brett? Yeah, they're uh, engaging to flourish, so you better start <laughs> engaging. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, use this time, you know, and we like to, you know, bring some topics and bring some humor and stuff like that too, but really it's we want you guys to be challenged. So mm. ask the Lord, what do, you, what do you want you to do um, at one area of, of your will that's maybe gotten a little bit out of shape or out of alignment? Or maybe your will is too strong. <clears throat> Right? Yeah, so too. so yeah. some people, it might be, what are the things that I need to let go of that are hindering me from really coming into alignment with the Lord and being set apart for him? Thank you, because we have those kind of listeners too. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know I was too narrow focused. <laughs> so where wherever you are, uh, you know, just take some time to sit with the Lord and talk to him. What are the things that are holding you back from experiencing the holiness that he has for you because that really that's what's going to be what stands sets us apart from the world and that we're going to need to stand strong together in so until next time may you experience god's heart for you to flourish in every season thanks for listening to the engage to flourish podcast We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.